1: If you're iffy about going with us, just do us a favor. Go on transportreviews.com. Go back three years. Go back five years and see the consistency in reviews. This isn't really, you know, just random selling knives or, or you know, this and that. This is actually targeting sales, right? You got people coming to you asking you to move their car. Mm. And all you got to do is explain the process to them, find them a carrier, and, and get your fee in between. You don't have to start your own brokerage. But if you know how to broker, I promise you, you can call 10 brokerages across the country. One of them will take you. Mm-hmm. So now you can make money from the rest of your life from your house. You don't need to be at the office. Yes, office. The office Turn my mic up. Where you? Take there.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Like takes a toe like bridges. Good friends will come snitches. Better watch you nose in your business. Biz, biz, Hustle fam, Hustle fam. We are back with another, another amazing episode. It's your Ramel, and I am here with my very, very special guest. Akash Patel. What's
1: up? What's up, my brother? Finally. Man. <laughs> Finally, It's right? been
0: forever, bro. Yeah. So I've I've been trying to get you on the show for at least what? At least a year? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Almost a year and a half now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, time is now, bro. Yeah. So yeah. so first of all, before we get started, welcome to Chuck and Hustle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So today, y'all, we're gonna talk about Carl Haulin, man. Carl hauling. Yeah, uh a very, very uh special niche, you know, in the industry that not a lot of people know about or, you know, have a lot of knowledge of. Right. And, um, you know, you're the go-to guy out here, man. Try to be, man. I try to be. I appreciate it. So, in terms of car hauling, right. you you actually do car
1: hauling and you also do have a brokerage side as well, right? Right, right. So, I started as a broker okay. in the industry. So, that really taught me, you know, the ins and outs because you control the freight. If once you control the freight, you could do the carrier side, the dispatcher side because now you have the cars to haul, Right. The biggest problem that I noticed when I got in was you go, you spend 30, 40, 50,000, you get this equipment and you have nothing to haul, right? Mm-hmm. Second thing I saw was drivers. Okay, it's hard. Car hauling is not like your traditional freight, right? You don't just back up to a dock, load the, the, the truck gets loaded and you're off. It's like a puzzle. You have to know how to individually place each car on the trailer so that whole load will fit. So now to find those drivers, it's tough. Because once they get seasoned and they know what they're doing, a lot of them become owner operators, right? right. Really can't hate because there's a value there. They're valuable. So being a broker allowed me to make relationships with drivers. So I got into the dispatcher side and as well as the carrier side because it got me the freight. Being okay. a broker, you control the freight, right? So now you see, okay, you're you're hauling all these Tesla cars. You're giving them to X, Y, and Z. Why not just get your own trucks, put your drivers in them, and haul them? Right. right? So that's how. That's how we kind of organically got started. Um, I now pulled a, pulled a little bit away from the carrier side because I don't have a CDL. Okay. And it is tough because you got to be... When you own a business, you got to be ready to jump in the truck, right? Gotcha. No matter how big you are. So what I do now is I go 50-50 with my drivers. I let them, you know, uh, get 50% of the truck. So they make their money. The retention's there. I make my money and it's just been flowing great. Gotcha. And, and now I'm, you know... Focusing on growing the brokerage, which is what we've been doing, and and dispatching.
0: Okay. No headaches. You okay. Know? I love I love it, man. Well listen, let's talk about the beginning, right? Yeah, you kinda it. gave us a nice little overview of what right. you got going on, right, right? right? Let let's start at the beginning, because obviously you haven't been car hauling all your life, right? Right, right. So talk about it. Where'd you grow up? Let's 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 get into the story a little
1: okay. bit. Okay. So I grew up in New Jersey. I went uh in Bergen County, right here. Uh from there, went to school, thought I wanted to be, you know, all kinds of different things, ended up Um, you know, graduating college with a finance degree, look for jobs. We're right here. New York city is the finance capital did like 30 interviews, finally got a job at UBS. My last interview I did, um, I was supposed to start on Monday that Friday, I get a phone call saying they mixed up the Akashas and I wasn't the one that got the job. (laughs) Right. So that's when I had it. So at that point, what I did is I just stepped back. It's like maybe about a six month period where I just stayed home, reflected, tried to figure out what I want to do. I always knew I wanted to get into business, but I didn't know where to start, right? What kind of business, where to start, um, you know, how to get my feet wet. So, you know, what what happened was I was doing all this research and bouncing left, bouncing right, trying to figure out this and that. And I stumbled upon, upon um my neighbor who was an auto transport broker. Okay. So he's like, you know, he's like, you know how to use a computer. He's like, you're always you know, around here. He's like, why don't you just take me to my job tomorrow and just see what we do? I think you'll be able to, you know, catch on quick. Okay. So, you know, at this point, mind you, I'm, I'm pretty much at depression. I gained 50 pounds. I couldn't get a job. Um, I think I was about 20, 23, 24 years old. And you have a finance degree. I have a finance degree. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm sitting there trying to figure out what to do. This, this guy comes into my life. I go with him. For the first week, I was iffy about it because, you know, a lot of brokering is commission-based. You always hear all this negative stuff about commission-based, this and that. So he takes me to his job and I realized, I was like, this isn't really, you know, just random selling knives or, or you know, this and that. This is actually targeting sales, right? You got people coming to you asking you to move their car. Mm. And all you got to do is explain the process to them, find them a carrier, and and get your fee in between. Right. So sales was something I was always good at. So I started, you know, I, I took the job. They gave me a job. I took the job within the first summer, which is our season. First six months, I became top three sales guys. Okay. Yeah. So from there, I realized I was like, I'm onto something. I need to make money. I'm young. It's time to get engaged soon. Uh, start my life. I was about 25. Okay. Okay. So at that point, you know, I stuck it out with him, made good money, started saving. I, I knew I still wanted to start a business. But I needed some kind of money to start. So another company, you know, I came across another company. He gave me a sign-on bonus the whole nine, pulled me on his ship, and, and I went to go work for him. He's also out of New Jersey. And at both places, what I did is I figured out how these businesses are ran, right? What these owners do day to day, what I would do differently, what I think they're lacking, right? Um, and things like that. So um, when I was ready, so after my second job, when I was ready... I already kind of had in my, in my head a blueprint of how I want to start this, right? Okay. And because I'm, you know, I had the relationships with the guys I was working at, I was the youngest one. They're like, listen, that anytime you start, if you start an auto transport brokerage, count us in. We're in. We're going to come work for you. So bam, I'm at, I'm at a crossroads. I got a good job. I'm making good money. I got stability. Um, I saved up, I think like, I think at the time it was like $25,000. About to go buy a ring for my wife to propose to her because we was together for like, I think eight years at that time or something. So she was waiting and that was overdue. Um, but I had to go to India for a wedding for my cousin's wedding, right? So I go to the wedding. It was in February. I'll never forget this. I told my, I told the guy I was working for, look, I'm not going to book any jobs because when I go, my customers, I mean, you need to attend to them. And if you don't, they're going to, we're going to lose them or they're going to become refunds. He's like, don't worry about it. Just, you know, do what you got to do. Book them. He's like, this is when we make the most money right. when you go on vacation because you don't got to do nothing. <laughs> He's like, we'll we'll pick up the slack. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, cool, let's do it. So what about, you know, what I do? I book my jobs. I go to India, come back and I get a phone call from him that we had almost $5,000 in refunds. Right. In a two week period. Mm. So I was like, we had this talk, you know, I told you this was going to happen And he kind of flipped it around on me to lower my percentage. Okay. So at this point, I'm just like, man, I was like, you told me to book these orders. I did what you said. I went on the first vacation in years, right? Come back. And now you're trying to cut my percentage pay because I did what you told me to do. So I go home that night. I was out of it. I'm just like, you know, instead of growing, now I'm going backwards again, right? Right, right. Second job, thinking, you know, things are going the way they need to go. So bam, uh, go home that night. Talk to my wife. I'm like, look, I got this twenty twenty five grand. I'm about to buy this ring for you, or I could take this money and start my business, right? Right. She she didn't even flinch. She she's like, she's been with me for what eight years at this time. So she knew business is where I belong. Right. So she's like, do it. She's like, don't worry about the ring. She's like, just make a deal with me. If you fail, you could get me a cereal box ring, and we get engaged no matter what. Mm. If you make it, I want I want double the size, <laughs> right? I want double the size. That's I said, like "Say that. no more." I like that. So we did it. We opened up in March two thousand sixteen. That was my first company, Yellow Brick Transport, which was the auto transport brokerage. And from March of two thousand sixteen. To the end of that year we broke a million dollars in sales with three guys wow me and two other guys yeah wow so that's when i realized that there's money in trucking okay at this point there's no truck and hustle or instagram <laughs> yeah. none, none of that right yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're kind of just just figuring things out on your own right and right. there's not a lot of guys that look like you and i especially in auto hauling right, right. these are all grandfathered companies okay that are handed down uh, from the 50s and the 40s or whatever. So, you know, I, I wiggled my way in and, you know, from there it was history. I started as a broker and then from there got into the carrier side, saw that, you know, there's a need for dispatchers for the owner operators. And then after that, I, I noticed I was, you know, mentoring a lot of these guys. The carriers wanted to be brokers. The brokers wanted to be carriers. So I'm just doing this for free, helping them out because, you know, we're doing work together. Um, you know, I realized quickly that there's a need for this. So right. just recently, you know, I came out on my course and it just, it blew up. It blew up. We got numerous guys in business now as brokers. Um, I get wake up to text every day, which is, <laughs> you know, great that, you know, you changed our life or we made this much this week and, 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 and so forth. And to me, I feel like that's the most rewarding, right? Because throughout the whole journey, I thought when I would, Get the money when I would get the bag, like they say, all my problems would be solved and I'd be happy. Right. But when I got to that point, I realized I'm more miserable than ever. Mm. Right. So that was, that was a big lesson I learned that it's not all about money. It's about, you know, what, what are you going to do after you get that money? Right. What are you going to do to help other people, you know? Right. Because that satisfaction that you get. When When your students or your mentees hit you up and tell you that you know this happened or that happened that was good, you no money could compare to that got you, know? you.
0: got you all right so let's let, let's rewind a little bit yeah i want I want to go back to um first, just to put it in context for people who don't understand how does the auto transport brokerage work?
1: okay, so it's different so so trucking is trucking, a lot of people that's listening to this, they know freight. Um, and they think it's the same, but it's, it's a whole nother world, right? We have our own load boards. We have our own terms. Um, you know, we have our own system. So auto transfer brokerages, the way they work is they, what we do is we get customers like you and I that need to ship their cars. It starts with us and it goes all the way up to manufacturers like Tesla, Ford, BMW, right? So what we do is we get these contracts or these orders from these customers and we go out and we dispatch them out to carriers, just like how freight works. The biggest difference is in auto transport brokering, you have a system where the customers come to you. So you can literally do this in like I started my business in my bedroom. You could literally do this from your home by working off of leads, right? Mm. So when you want to ship your car, what are you going to do? You're going to go on Google and say, I want to ship my car. You're going to get a couple of websites that pop up. You're going to put your zip codes in there. Those guys don't ship cars. Those are lead providers. They give us that information. Now we go out, we contact you and we, you know, we tell you we could ship your car on this day for this much. Um, you know, go through all the terms and this is our company, look our reviews up and so forth. And then you book the order with us.
0: Got you, you mentioned earlier something about getting $5,000 in refunds. Right? Yes.
1: H- how, did, how does that work? How did that happen? So that's a big component of auto transport brokering, right? So I tell all my students and anyone I'm talking to when when you're brokering cars it's 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 a credit card game right so all your broker fees come in a, in a form of a credit card payment right because when you're shipping your car let's say you're moving to florida you're going from new jersey to florida i'm gonna book the job yellow brick transport is gonna book the job let's say it costs a thousand bucks right okay. you're gonna pay me 200 that's my broker fee i'm gonna book the driver for you you're gonna the car's gonna get to Florida. When it gets to Florida, you're gonna hand that driver $800 in cash. That's his money, right? Okay. So now he got cash. His money's protected, no matter what he does, right? Right. He could curse the customer off, but he got paid because that car's not coming off the truck until he gets paid. So <laughs> right. what they do is they turn around and then they do disputes on the brokers because they just gotta call their credit card company mm. and say, "Oh, this was the deal," or the driver showed up a day late. You know, whatever it is. And the credit card company in America, they you're protected by credit card compliance. So they do disputes. That money comes right out of our account. And then we have a chance to fight it to get it back. Nine out of 10 times, the customers win because there's something that the driver did that, that you paid the price for. How often does that happen? So it depends. If you do good business and you explain to these customers and give them the customer service they need, it doesn't happen often. Okay. But if you don't, a lot of these new guys, it'll happen so much where you lose your merchant account. Right? Mm. So I'll give you an example. When I first started, I almost went out of business because of this. Okay. I opened my business up. Um, it was a merchant, a third-party merchant company, right? Nobody had taught me what I teach people now and told me you always got to have two merchant accounts because the minute... You can't accept payments on a brokerage, your, 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 your legs are chopped off. Right. Because you can't collect money, right? Right. So, and our customers are, are uh, around the country. They're not just local. And we never see them face-to-face most of the time, right? So the merchant account, what they did is when they signed me up, it's all commission. They get commissioned for signing me up. They listed me as a, a limo company. Okay. Right? And I had no idea. So, so here we are, we're processing, you know, like we always do three. I think I was like three months in the game at the time and all of a sudden my deposits stopped coming. Right. So I call the merchant company. I'm like, what's going on? I'm not getting my deposits. They're like, we're doing a regular audit. You know how the DOT does a say like a year safety depo- uh, uh, audit. Mm-hmm. Same thing. These merchant accounts, because it has to do with credit card payments, they do an audit. When they audited my company, they saw that it's not a limo company. OK. Right. They cut my they cut my legs right there. I had three and a half weeks, I want to say, of payments that I processed so over twenty five thousand dollars of payments. I processed three to four months into being in business that never got released to me that were supposed to. Okay. So I just kept processing and processing. Right. So, bam. Now, a month goes by. None of my, my money comes and they give me two options. One, you could refund every customer. Mind you, these cars got moved, right? <laughs> right? Or two, you could wait six to, I think it was six or seven months until that chargeback period passes for them to go ahead and release that money into my account. Mm. Being a new business owner, you need cash flow, right? For sure. So at that point, I had to refund every single customer, call them, tell them what happened, and collect the money back on PayPal until oh, wow. I got a new merchant account. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and along the way, I lost thousands of dollars. Because if you tell me, you, I shipped your car two months ago, and I call you for your $200 broker fee, you're going to be like, I already paid you. Right. You you shouldn't have refunded me. That's your problem. You know? Right, right, right. So a lot of people do that, unfortunately. Got you. And you said the driver gets paid cash. Is that typical still? Yes, that's very typical. So that's another thing. In auto transport, we don't really use factoring companies. It's uh, 90% of it's cash on delivery. We pick up your car. You, you, you pay the broker on a credit card and then the money that we get, we collect on delivery, cash on delivery. Got you. Yeah. Got you. So why don't people call carriers directly? Why do they need a broker? Because it's hard, right? So in auto transport, you have eight to 10 cars, let's say on a truck, right? This week, you could be going to Florida. Next week, you go to Texas. Next week, you go to California, right? You're going to go where the money goes, right? Because right? it's the seasons, Right. So the, the problem is, is for customers to always find that guy or that carrier who's going to have a truck available going from where they want to go to from point A to point B is very it's, it's slim to none. Right. Because you, you may be running Florida last year when, when the snowbird season went on, but this year you may be doing Texas. So as a customer, if I call you, you're not going to be able to run my route. Right. Gotcha. So it's very hard to find these carriers unless you're doing a lot of work over and over again. And now we have dedicated lane. That's different. Right. But majority of transports and majority of, of orders that people will deal with when they're first getting into this business is going to be individuals like you and I auction cars, small dealerships. Uh, you know, car collectors, stuff like that. Gotcha. How do
0: you uh start a, a auto transport brokerage? You talked about having twenty-five thousand right. dollars, right? That's what you got started with. So talk about you know startup costs, a little bit about right. getting started. What do you need in terms of licensing, certifications? Okay. Talk about that.
1: So so it's simple. That 25000 dollars I had, a lot of that was a cushion, right? I only used about five. Five to eight grand of it. Okay. Look, it's not expensive, right? You have your, your regular DOT filing fees, your MC, your DOT, your BOC3, your UCR. Then you have, um, your LLC and, and, you know, stuff like that, your regular, uh, cost for that. You have your website, cause that's huge. Website's huge cause we're online, online presence is everything for us, right? Um, and then the main thing is the leads, right? The bond, That's standard, right? Depending on your credit. Um, I started my bond payment was a thousand dollars every three months for the first year. Right. The second year, it went down 50%. The Mm. third year, it went down another 25%. Now we pay less than like 800 bucks a year. Okay. So, um, so bond payment is big. That's credit based. So, you know, you got to have your credit right. Um, and then the leads, right? The leads is the customers. The The individuals that need to ship their car from point A to point B, that information goes right into your system. So you wake up in the morning, you have 50 leads. These are 50 people that need to ship their car. Right. Now it's up to you whether they're going to go with you or me or the next guy. And that's where reviews comes in. Okay, Reviews is everything for us, right? You go to transportreviews. we We tell customers, we're like, look, if you're iffy about going with us, just do us a favor. Go on transportreviews.com. Go back three years. Go back five years and see the consistency and reviews, right? Right, right, right. Because for $50, you don't want to give your car to some guy that's not going to get it there for two weeks, you know, three (laughs) weeks. Because now you can't go to work or you can't go to school or you can't sell the car. So it's huge, you know? Um, you pretty much get what you pay for in this business.
0: Yeah, what are, what are some of those horror stories that happen in auto transport that people you know want to avoid that you know when you're looking for when you're looking for reviews
1: you want to make sure that you're not seeing this. Right, right. So the main thing is one bait and switch and two Um, uninsured carriers, right? So bait and switch is the biggest one. So when you look up auto transport brokers, you're going to see a lot of, oh, you know, so-and-so told me 500, but when the driver delivered, it was 800, right? So what these brokers tend to do is a lot of them are seasonal. They don't take the business seriously and it's just a sales job for them, right? So this is what they do. They get on the phone with the lead and everybody's quoting 800, they're quote 500, Bam. They get their broker fee up front. They don't even have a carrier yet, right? They just get the broker fee up front, put 200 in their pocket. Now quote unquote, that job is going to be $300 mm. to the carrier. Yeah. It's going to be at least five, right? So there's a $200 difference there. So now when, so now what the broker does is he doesn't tell the customer. He books the driver, right? For 500 instead of three. Driver picks up the car, delivers it and asks the customer for 500 bucks. Mm. Customer has 300 in their hand. Right, right. Right. If you don't pay the driver, the car don't come off the truck. Because hmm. the driver didn't do nothing wrong. No choice. Right. At that time. It was clearly on, on the bill of lading and everything that you just signed really quickly and let it go because you trusted your broker. Right. So that bait and switch is what kills our game because what these, what these brokers do is they get on the phone with these customers, they lock them in with this fine print contracts, take broker fees, put them in their pocket, and they don't even know if they could get a carrier on those dates for that price. Wow. So that's the biggest problem. Wow. What was the other one you said? The other one is uninsured carriers. Uninsured carriers. Right. Okay. They find carriers whose insurances have lapsed. Um, you know, they're not they're not supposed to move cars. They don't have the right equipment, stuff like that. Um because they 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 tend to run cheaper, you know? Right. So they make more money. The brokers are trying to make more money and and they don't really you know hustle fam we'll get right back into the show but
0: first let's thank our sponsor i was actually invited to racetrack's newest travel center in forest park georgia this is racetrack's second travel center in the atlanta area that's catering directly to professional drivers it's located at the intersection of forest parkway and us 41 immediately adjacent to both i-75 and i-285 exits the forest park travel center is a 8100 square foot store with covered and uncovered outdoor seating 16 front canopy fueling stations and an extended canopy with 7 lanes for high flow diesel drivers they also have free Wi-Fi and an incredibly clean well lit lot large enough for drivers to get in and get out comfortably the store offers merchandise specifically for drivers such as tools hardware, apparel, electronics and more Racetrack has a wide selection of on the go food and beverage options that are affordable and fresh. So, if you're traveling through the Atlanta area, you have to stop by Racetrack's travel center in Forest Park to fuel up and grab whatever gets you going for the road. The Racetrack Forest Park Travel Center is located at 132 Forest Park Parkway in Forest Park, Georgia. Make sure when you pull up, you tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Oh,
1: they don't. They don't. They're not looking out for the customer like they should be. Gotcha. Because they're trying to do this for a three to six month period, make as much money as they can, and then open up under another name. Mm, gotcha. That's why the bonds went up too. Hmm. The bonds went up from ten thousand to seventy five thousand. Gotcha.
0: How How much did your previous experience working for the other auto freight brokerage help you getting started
1: in your in your other in your in your own business? Huge. Because the first guy I worked for, while I was with him for a year. Had three different businesses that we worked for, okay, he kept shutting down, opening, shutting down, opening, okay, right? so now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this dude has so much repeat business that he's letting go of just to make you know fifty thousand this summer, a hundred thousand this summer. it makes no sense, right. right right, so and then all these repeat customers, like you have manufacturers every three months, they're writing checks to different companies, they start you know questioning it too, right, so I learned that 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 the way to do this is. It's going to take time. It's going to start slow, but do it the right way and build a brand, build a name. Right. Be patient. You may not make a million dollars your first year, your second year, but your third and fourth year, you could do it without without even trying. Right. Because now you have a brand. Now you can send them to transport reviews. You know, gotcha. you don't have to just just, um, you know, start burn customers to pay bills and so forth like a lot of these guys do. Got you. Got you. What, what's
0: what's more important, the the the, the, having the carrier base or having those leads,
1: the leads, um, if you had to focus your energy on one. So I would say I would say the leads, because even though you could buy the leads, those are essentially your customers. Right. So let me tell you, the first job I worked at, my first lead that I booked was this girl. Right. She worked for State Farm. And what they do is they move their agents around every three to six months. So I shipped her car and took care of her. From that $1.50 lead, I got over 500 of her co-workers because wow. I took care of her. Wow. Within like a three, three to four year period, I was at about 500 co-workers. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. It's, it's what you make of it, right? So if you get a fifty lead and you do that person wrong, you're not going to get all the business behind it, right? Whereas if you get that lead, you do good by the customer, you make $50 less today They may give you 10 to 100 customers behind them. Right. Right. right, 100%. And their family, their friends, everybody's moving. Right. Everybody's shipping cars. Everybody has to go to college. That car has to go on a truck. And there's pretty much one way to do this. Right. Is is to go through a broker. Yeah. You try to go through a carrier, you're you're either going to keep calling and not get somebody for your dates, or you're going to have to work around their schedule. They're going to tell you, yeah, we could take it, but next month. (laughs) <laughs> you know got you got so, you so, so you said a dollar fifty lead
0: what, what what do you mean by that
1: so a dollar fifty lead is these lead companies sell us leads for a dollar fifty um which means if you go on google and you say i need to ship my car you put your information on there i can now buy that for a dollar fifty mm. so every lead doesn't close right it's you get a hundred leads you may close ten of them okay so it's a volume-based game So it's yeah, the lead was a dollar fifty, but what did you do with that lead is what really matters, right? right? right. Because I want to say about seventy five percent of my customers, my repeat customers, are all from that were all leads one day that we just called and did one move for. Got you. What What are some other ways to get leads aside Uh, from buying? So, so you know, foot going to dealerships, um, you know, promoting your business on at truck shows, car car rallies. I mean, we just did a rally in Florida, all exotic cars, right? You got, these guys all got Lambos and Ferraris they are driving out of the rally. They don't care about price. They care about convenience. Mm. And now you got 50 cars going to the same place. So now that's where you really make good money, all by just sponsoring that rally one year. Got you. In in terms
0: of the type of business you want to look for in car hauling, what pays the most? Or do you want to look for like these big commercial Auto transport moves or do you want to look for like residential? Like
1: where, where do you want to focus? Where do you focus? So when I started, you kind of have to focus on the residential moves, right? The, the personal vehicles, unless you have some kind of, um, a base that you're coming from or some kind of contract or something, right? Because you're not going to be able to walk into a Tesla factory or BMW uh, dealership and just get their business, right? There, there's too, there's too much money involved for them. So what you do is, you start dealing with the, the residential customers to build your name. Once you build your name, you now have a guy that's buying a car from, from BMW. You ship his car. Now the dealership knows you shipped his car. So mm. now they know you, right? Right. So now you could approach that dealership and say, hey, look, I shipped your customer's car. If you ever need to ship any more cars, contact me. I'll take care of you. Gotcha. Right? And you kind of grow that way. Is that how you did it? That's how I did it. That's mm-hmm. how I did it. Um, we still do personal vehicles. Okay. Because you got, your, you got your dedicated freight. So you got your guy like Tesla. We move cars for Tesla. They come out every few months. Um, and it's like a free for all. You got to just move as many as you can in this, this time frame, right? But what about when those cars are not available, right? Right. What about when the, the auto exchange that you have in, in the Midwest, they're having a dry month and they're not buying cars, right? You, you can't, you're not going to make money if you don't have, if you're, if you're not flowing. So we still buy leads. Our brokers still call leads. Um, you know, we still get regular business from leads. Um, you know, so like I said, our biggest customers came from Leeds. Got you. What's your ratio in terms of like residential to like the
0: big commercial? Like
1: in the beginning, it was like a hundred percent residential. Okay. Right. Then it moved from that to a lot of small dealerships, auctions, um, you know, car collectors. And then from there, after I hit about the three to the four year point, That's when I started getting the 200, 300 dealerships from Ford or the Tesla manufacturer work, stuff like that. So one thing also you got to keep into consideration so people don't get confused is in auto transport. It depends on what side you're talking about, right? Are you talking about the brokering side or the carrier side? So on the carrier side, the dealership work is what you want to do, right? Because you got um, one pick, one drops, right? You don't have to go to... L.A., 10 different locations. You know, New Jersey, 10 different locations. You just pick up in one location, one manufacturer, deliver to a dealership. Do that back and forth, right? Right. Um. When it comes to the brokering side, you actually make more money on the personal vehicles. Mm. Because if you're shipping one your car one time, you're going to pay an extra $100, $200, right? You're not going to freak out about it. Now, if you're a dealership doing this 100 times a month, you're gonna start penny pinching, right? right? Right. So, so as a broker, yeah, you get that volume, uh, but you make fifty dollars on a car opposed to one hundred fifty or two fifty on a car Got when you. it comes to dealership work. Got you. Now, now sales are all,
0: is, is always tough, right? Right. H- how how receptive are people to to new fr- uh, not freight? car auto transport brokers like is it is it easy to crack in or is it like difficult to get through what do you have to tell them in order to you know pitch your business okay
1: so that's a great question because it looks easy it sounds easy right but there's like no information about all my students tell me the same thing they're like before you know we we took your course or you start we we took your mentorship we tried figuring out on our own but there's nothing you can find on there right it's i've thousands of dollars it cost me to figure all this out um so and if i had never worked at that company where my neighbor took me i still wouldn't know how a car moves right right a lot of people in trucking don't know how car moves right so it's tough if you have the sales part of it is is sales like anything else right you have a lead you have a customer no matter what they're gonna ship their car The question is, are they going to do it with you or somebody else? Right. Right? That car needs to move. It needs to get out the auction. It needs to get out of the manufacturing plant. So the good thing is, is that if you do know sales, you know how to explain things to people, and your customer service is good, you're willing to pick up the phone and deal with problems at 10 o'clock at night, you're not going to have a problem. Right? Because once we show you the system, you just have to repeat it. Right? And we show you from the minute the lead hits your uh, account... To how you close it, follow up emails, where to get the leads from, you know, um, how to status customers, how to get them to, you know, write reviews, where to write all of that stuff, okay. right? Okay. So it just depends on your guidance. Um, it's a lot of the biggest problem that I see is, is the patience. People don't have patience, right? They, they get in, they do good for two weeks or three weeks. Now they have a bad week and they're done with it, mm. right? And that's that period that I tell all my students. I tell them, look, you're going to hit a period where you're going to be on the fence. You're not going to want to do this anymore, right? <laughs> right, right, right. You're going to go from loving it and thanking me to, to I hate this, right? If you could get past that I hate this period, that's when you really see the fruits of your Right, baby. right. And, and what are they going to hate about it? What, what's the toughest part? You go. You're just going to have a bunch of customers that you speak to on the brokering side. That you know that say they're gonna go with you and you come into work on a Monday and from Monday to Friday, it's your third or fourth week you're doing this, and you could barely, barely get to close one deal, right? <laughs> so you went from closing 10-12 deals last week on your third week to now your fourth week where you think you're gonna grow and and you know you you fell behind, kind of like our businesses, right? Gotcha. It, it's a roller coaster. Yeah, right. You start, you do great. And now all of a sudden you think you're on your way to be a millionaire and something happens and you have to take a step back. <laughs> right. 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 So that's, and I, and I've dealt with that myself, not only in sales, but in business and in life. It's just how, how it works. You have to manifest this. You have to be, you know, passionate. You have to be persistent and, and hardworking. And if you do those things, you're not gonna have a
0: problem. How long did it take you to kind of get into your flow, get it get into your zone? And at what point, what 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 size was your business and what were you doing at that time to where you knew, like, I got this figured
1: out? So, so the first year I did seven figures, right? In sales. And 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 people hear seven figures, they think that's what you take home, right? Let's clear that up. That's not what you take home. Right. Okay. I don't care who you are. <laughs> so, so you know, that happened and I'm like. Well, what 100%. did you take home? Let's let's clear, let's so let's be specific. So my first year, I took home about twenty percent. Okay, twenty percent of that, which still it wasn't this bad. Not bad. Me. Yeah, it was a big yeah, big Two hundred. Right. Okay. Right. So from there, I was like, okay, I got something. I only have three brokers working for me, and what I did is is what I tell my students not to do now too. Is I jumped straight into the carrier side, right? Mm. So instead of giving it a good two three years to like build it and and really you know mold that business. I automatically jumped to the next thing because okay. I thought I had this figured out, right? Right. And then the carrier side went great, no doubt, but my beard was white when I started. I mean, it was black <laughs> when I started. Now it's white, right? The whole thing. Right. In right, a matter right. of two years. Yeah. Because you just, you take on too much because you're too ambitious, ambitious to grow. Right. Right. You're like, I'm giving all these cars to somebody else. Let me just haul them, you yeah, know? Yeah. And you see the numbers in front of you, Right. So you're making $100, $200 on a car. The carrier's making $1,000, $2,000 on a car, right? Right. So you just jump right into that. That's what I did. And then it went great. My first truck was great. My second truck was was a nightmare. We bought a truck out of Florida, a Pete. um, Bought it for like 50 grand because it was a beautiful truck. No e-logs. The driver wanted it. So we come back to Jersey and it goes straight into the shop. $40,000 new motor, Mm. right? After that, we get it back. Problem, problem, problem. Got rid of it, right? So I took I took a big loss there. Um, and then what I did is I, I said, you know, forget all of that. I'm going to just go with service trucks from Freightliner. Warranties, that's key. I learned my lesson. This is not a car. You need a warranty on this truck, right? Right. So now I'm growing the trucking side, and I'm neglecting my broker side, right? And And I'm sitting there thinking about it, and I'm like, I'm making this much over here. I'm making this much over here. But over here, I have all this liability. And on my brokering side, I have no liability, right? No insurance, no worrying about anyone dying or, you know, none of that. (laughs) Right. So what I learned was I need to come back to my brokerage, right? I don't have a CDL. I don't plan on getting one. Um, I have a few trucks that are up and running with the work that I'm giving them. We're good there. Let me focus on my broker side, right? So, so about at my three year point, I, what I did is I went back to my broker side, focused on that, grew that, saw that that's where I want to be. Right. That's where I feel comfortable. And I told all my drivers, look, you have, you have two options. Either, you know, you could buy the trucks outright. I'll still provide you the work. I'll dispatch them for you or I'll go 50 50 with you, you know? So that way you take care of the equipment. You're a 50-50. I'll provide all the back-end work, the loads, everything from A to Z on the business side. You just are responsible of maintaining the truck and making sure the loads get delivered.
0: Got you. Right?
1: How, how large did you did you grow the carrier side too? So at one point, I was at six trucks. Okay. And then I, I, I scaled down uh, by... You know, giving, giving the trucks to the drivers, going 50-50 with them. Okay. Um, now- You ever listen to Truck and Hustle and say to yourself, yo, ramel you ask good questions,
0: but damn, you forgot to ask that one question, that one question that was weighing on your mind that you thought I was going to get to, but I ain't get to it. Well check it out. Now's your opportunity. After the show, every single Tuesday, we're going to be doing live Q&As with our guests right because a lot of times people tell me like yo you should have asked some this you should have asked him that so let's kill all that man join us every tuesday night we're going to go live with our guests doing our private webinars for our patreon community with our guests you can ask all the questions you want and guess what i'm gonna dig even deeper i'm gonna go even deeper into their businesses i'm gonna ask some stuff that maybe i ain't had the courage to ask on the show because i ain't want to put it out there for everybody on top of that we're going to be doing monthly mentorships helping y'all build your businesses from a to z man we're going to be talking everything from mindset to money management accounting legal uh, compliance picking your niche identifying your niche customers negotiation man you name it man we gonna get into it we gonna go deep so join us in our Patreon community, www.patreon.com slash Truck and Hustle. There's three different tiers. If I was you, i sign up for that elite membership. It's going to give you access to our Facebook community, behind-the-scenes content, discounts on merch, live events. Uh man, what else? It's going to be crazy, man. Listen, we building the dopest community in trucking, y'all. You know how Truck and Hustle get down and how we give it up. So check us out patreon.com slash truck and hustle join us rock with us and come get some of this work and oh yeah make sure you go right now and register for our free live webinar featuring our special guests Uh, the links are in the show notes and also all of our social channels make sure y'all lock in with us every tuesday night at eight o'clock we rocking out baby truck and hustle overtime. all right y'all let's get back to the show
1: what I do is I, I really don't take on new trucks by myself. Um, if somebody comes around that wants to do it, 50 50 deal, or mm. I'll dispatch you, you know? Gotcha. And, and I still guide them on getting up and running and, and, and whatnot. Um, or if like at a high profile, like so recently, um, we had an NFL guy that wanted to do, wanted to get into trucking. So if it's something like that, I'll do it. Otherwise, I'm focused on my brokering side and my course. Uh, our academy. We want to get. We want to. We want to build a network. There's no network in auto hauling, um, that you really could be part of where you could feed off of each other. Mm-hmm. So that's the network I want to build. You know, we got brokers, we got carriers, we got dispatchers. We all kind of bounce off of each other, help each other out. Because there's a lot of loads that we can't take. Right. Let's say there's there's a there's a company that needs 200 trucks. You know, if you don't have 200 trucks, you got to let that go. Right. But now if you, I, and the rest of us come, you know, you got 20, he's got 10, he's got 10, we come together, we could now take that work.
0: What, what do you recommend, like, in terms of, like, trailer size? Like, should you get a, a seven car, nine car? Like, wh-
1: how, what do you think is the best way to start where you're going to get the best opportunity out of that trailer? So, it depends. That's a question I get a lot, and it's a great question. So, another big difference in auto hauling opposed to freight is the cost of our trailers, Right. So my first trailer was an eight car Cottrell, uh, fifty three oh eight. So it's fifty three feet, eight cars, right? A hundred one thousand. So they're expensive, right. right? Um, then you can get three car trailers for like fifteen thousand, right? So it all depends. Do you want to do hot shot? Do you want to do you know eight to ten car operation? I try to push people to go eight to ten because you're gonna do the mileage. The overheads are almost the same, you know, besides the trailer. Um, if you're gonna do this, go ahead first and 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 do it the right way, you know? Right. You wanna do the hot shots, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But be ready to unload and load a lot of a lot more cars because every day you're turning around, right? And uh be ready to do a lot of you know, inoperables and 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 non-working cars and stuff that have headaches, right? Right. But they I have hot shot guys we uh dispatch. They're doing great, they love it. They get to come home at night. So that's what that's good for, you know? Yeah. Um, but it really, you know, I tell people it depends on what you want to do. Are you okay with being on the road? If you're okay with being on the road, you know, seven days, 10 days out, you know, in a straight shot, go eight, go 10. Yeah. You know, the money's there. The work is there. You just, you know, you just got to put in the time and the effort. How does it, uh, impact the way you,
0: you, you broker to them depending on the size of the cars? Like,
1: so. It, it it really matters because I'll give you an example. Like one of my customers, Ford, right? They give they give us a lot of those Promasters, uh, the vans, the big cargo vans. They give us a lot of F, you know, two fifties, three fifties, and so forth. So for those units, it's better to use a hotshot, right? Because you don't got to worry about the height and the length and all that. Because on the double deckers, on the eights and the tens, if the car is too long on the top you're not going to get the 5 across you're going to get 4 or if the car is too high or the van is too high you're going to lose the spot up top right. right so when it comes to big units like that i i you know we try to find somebody with a hot shot you know we know they could take it we know they'll get it on the truck and and they pay you know you're 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 shipping a civic they're not going to want to pay what somebody shipping a, a cargo van is going to pay right? right because usually the cargo vans are business related They're not personal vehicles. Right. So those guys, it's a write-off for them. They'll spend the money. Gotcha. Uh, Whereas, you know, the big rigs are good for manufacturer work like, you know, BMW, Tesla. They got a bunch of 3 Series or they got a bunch of Model S's, right? They got to pump out. So now you go there with a 10 car, get, you know, 9, 10 units on there and then just do volume. Got you, got you. You said
0: there's really no load boards for... for There is. We have
1: our own load. So we have our own system. We have our own load board. It's Central Dispatch. Okay, Central Dispatch. So so the CRM that we use is J-Tracker, and the load board is Central Dispatch, and they're both owned by DealerTrack.
0: Okay. So it's like one system, even. So it's it's just one load board pretty much. For, for everybody. Are there some other little insular ones? Yeah. You got like
1: U-Ship and then like a lot of these bigger companies, they'll make their own load boards and stuff like that. But the universal load board is central dispatch. Okay. And you could even find BMW work on there. You could find Tesla work on there. It's not like, like, you know, freight load boards where people look down upon them. This is work that manufacturers, you, uh, Put their work on. So the, these load boards, manufacturers actually put their work on there too. Gotcha. So manufacturers. That you could, yeah, so you could connect you know, dealerships because what these loads boards started doing is Central Dispatch, at first, they were only letting brokers have access to it. Now what they did is they let dealer. If you have a dealer license, you have access to it. Mm. So all the dealerships and everybody will now try to cut out the broker and put their loads
0: right off. Got you. Does it work similar to like the the regular like trucking load board where there's like a spot rate? Like how does that work? Yeah, you?
1: there's there's we have our spot market. Um, you know, people know like right now is is the snowbird route, the reverse snowbird route, what I call. So what that mean? So what that so a snowbird is in the northeast. You have. You know, New York, New Jersey, Boston, Philly, all these air- cold areas in the winter. So, all these older folks, what they do is they go down south. They have Florida homes, right? And they all ship their cars down south. So, that's snowbird season. Okay. That happens in the winter. Everybody's going from the Northeast to Florida. Gotcha. In the summer, they're all coming back home, right? So, they're all coming back up north. Mm. So, so that's pretty essentially what a snowbird is. So, when you talk to car haulers, you're gonna you're gonna hear snowbird season a lot. Right, I'm, I'm hauling the birds. That's right. what i are talking about. Okay, okay. Yeah, and it's funny because what I've noticed in my years of doing this is, um, in the East Coast, the snowbirds generally stay on the East Coast of Florida, the okay. Miami side. When you're talking Midwest and West Coast, you see them on the Tampa side. So it's that's just a a fact that I noticed, you know. <laughs> it, I don't know why it works that way, but it's it's pretty it's pretty funny that it works that way how it's still segregated, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that that's interesting in terms
0: of like coverage and stuff like that. Um, I know like you can't like obviously you have to protect the cars. You don't want to get nicks on the cars. Like, how does that stuff impact you as the broker? So, so as a
1: broker, so I'll tell you about how it how it impacts the industry overall, and then I'll tell you as a broker. So. The biggest, so you asked me earlier, hot shot or eight to 10 car, right? Mm-hmm. So another thing that I tell people is when you're dealing with hot shots, most cars get damaged loading and unloading, right? So when you're touching more cars to hit that gross that you need to hit at the end of the month, you're opening yourself up for more damage exposure, right? Mm. So, so that's something that you really want to keep in mind because these are tight trailers. You're fitting these cars in, trying to get out the door. You know, you a chain will drop or a strap will drop from up top, you know, and crack the windshield on the bottom truck. Um, so those are things that you want to keep into mind when you're gonna decide what setup you're gonna go with. But as far as the broker, for us, as long as we do what we're supposed to do, which is get the uh get the certificate of insurance from the carrier, make sure we verify and the insurance is good. Uh, we're, we're we're there's no liability on us. Gotcha. We just have to kind of do the customer service and and guide the customer through the process. But it goes on the carrier. Got gotcha. The claim goes on the carrier. Is
0: there anything to look for specifically in a carrier when you're
1: looking for carriers? There's no. We have an internal rating system. So on our boards, um, most of the 99% of the carriers that run are on our boards, uh, on the central dispatch, as well as the brokers. Okay. And we have an internal rating system. Okay. So we could see the last 10 jobs they did, were they late, were they damaging cars, were they, you know, doing this or that. So we have a system that we use if they're, you know, below a, a let's say a 97, we won't use them. Gotcha. Or if their insurance isn't 250 or better. Um, cargo. We won't use them. Got
0: you. Got you. Like, if you were to like look at your business now, like on a weekly or monthly basis, like how many cars are
1: you guys moving now? So it depends. Um, if we're gonna do volume or if we're gonna do personal vehicles, you want to try to be with an eight to ten car hauler before. Pet pan- pandemic changed all the rates, right? But prior to the pandemic, thirty thousand is that number you want to be at a month, right? Okay. Um, in during the season, you're gonna be at forty five sometimes 50, right? Gross a month. Slow times you may be at 24-26. And this is an 8 car or better, okay. right? Now, if you go 3 car, you could hit this similar numbers. You could do, you know, 18 to 20 on a slow month, 24 to tw- you know, 24 to 26 on a, on a busy time. Um, but to get that to get to that number, the 8 car is going to do probably a third of the routes that the the hot shot's gonna do guys for you. the same amount of money at the end of the day gotcha you,
0: got you so you you I mentioned earlier you have some students right so right. you're actually teaching people how to do this what what inspired you to want to teach people to do auto brokering and tell me how's, how's
1: it going what's the response been what's the, how's, how's it been received so it's funny so this the story behind that was I, I I that was not even on my agenda right so the businesses that I was getting into that there was this was not in the agenda at all what had happened is I came across uh one of an NFL player, top, top, I'd say top wide receiver in the NFL, Tyreek Hill. And uh, you know, he we we were talking and he wanted to get into trucking. So, you know, we've been working together and we got him into trucking. And one of his main things was I want to help my community, and this is how I wanna do it, you know. So we you know, we got everything up and running and realized that. Starting a business, getting trucks and just placing people there is not how you help the community, right? You can't, you can't take somebody off the street and put them in a truck and expect them to know what to do, right? Right. So how do we, how do we, you know, successfully get to the goal that we want to get to? So, you know, talking back and forth, we realized academy, of course, right? Instead of getting a bunch of trucks and placing people into them, Let's go out and teach people in the community how to make money for the rest of their life, right? You don't have to start your own brokerage. But if you know how to broker, you learn how to broker through us. I promise you, you can call 10 brokerages across the country. One of them will take you. Mm. So now you can make money from the rest of your life from your house. You don't need to be at the office. Gotcha. You don't need to be, you know, outside. You need to, you need a computer and a phone. Roughly. Do you know how many brokerages there are in the U.S.? So, it's funny, there's there's a bunch that open up, but about 96% of them fail. Mm. So so if you if you look at how many brokerages are around for five years or better, it's probably under five percent. Why do it. why do they fail? Because they don't they don't operate it right, right? They don't the customer service isn't there, they get bad reviews, car once cars get damaged, they don't, you know, they don't follow up with the customers and help them get compensated um bait and switch you know things like that they they're not they're not thinking longevity they're thinking now let me make quick money you know right and it's not it's not an easy business there's nowhere for you to go figure there's no help what's the main things that or things that you're doing
0: to to help people not have that failure
1: So what I do is, you know, I evaluate. So in the beginning, what I was doing was talking to each student one on one, evaluating if this is for them. Right now, I can't do that. I just kind of, you know, let them evaluate off of our our uh, past experience with students. So what I do is we start off from explaining how all of this works, how auto transport works. From there, we show you who our vendors are what we're paying our vendors, what you guys should be paying your vendors for leads and this and that. So we show you how to get set up. That's the easy part. You could Google a lot of that, right? And then from there, what we what we show you that I haven't found out in the market yet is what do you do once the lead comes in? How do you sell it? How do you close it? Um, how do you get the carrier? How do you set up your system where you don't have to individually email these people every day? The follow ups happen automatically, right? How do you negotiate with these carriers? Cause we could both be brokers. The same carrier will charge you 1200, but charge me a thousand for mm. the same load. Right. Right. So how do you negotiate? How do you build the relationships with them? So now you can have them come to you and say, instead of you brokering cars to me on a monthly basis, run my trucks and dispatch them for
0: me. Right. Right. Right.
1: So, so we teach you all of that from start to finish. And then what we do is we show you how to build your brand and then scale when you're ready to scale up. You don't want to do that. Once you learn how to broker, like I said, you can call a broker, tell them, look, I know how to broker. I'm already seasoned. I know Central. I know J Tracker. They'll pay you 40% just to work for them of gross. Wow. Yeah. They provide everything for you. Some even higher. My top guys get 50%. Nice. 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 So they can make a very good living right from their house. That's awesome. Yeah. My top guy now just moved to Florida. He's in Florida right now. You know, he's like, pandemic's here. I'm moving to Florida. My family's there. He's working from there.
0: No yeah. problem. Wow. did it I, skip a beat. How How did the pandemic initially impact your business?
1: and And how does that compare to what's going on now? So originally, it affected us because people were stuck. They didn't want to move around, right? But then we had a crazy surge because... Um, people were moving around, right? Especially being here, New York City was emptying out. Um, a lot of people going back from colleges and so forth. So we had a, a, a surge and then it kind of balanced out. And now it, it kind of feels like we're back to how it was. Manufacturers are pumping cars again. People are, are vaccines are out. So people are moving around more. So it's 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 coming back to how it was now. Yeah. So it was a drop and then a surge and now it's balanced off, I would say.
0: Got you. What, what what's your least favorite part about this business?
1: Least favorite part about this business is people not people doing the opposite of what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So whether it be customers, whether it be carriers, whether it be those that work for you. So I'll give you some examples. We tell the carrier. When you get to the to the place to load the car, pull up over here, or 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 call this person. Don't call this person, or or load the car this way, or don't load the car this way, right? Because that determines whether you get that work again. Because they're out there representing you, right? Even though they have a different name on the truck, they see they're thinking name. yellow. Book, they see yellow right? Yeah. So if you go to Tesla to pick up cars and your truck is dirty, that reflects back on me, right? right. So it's a little thing, but it's a big thing. Then customers, right? You book cars for customers. You make carriers go out of their way. And then the car is not there when you get there. Right. Or when you get there, you reroute a truck 300 miles to pick up six cars for one of your regular customers. And the cars aren't running when you get there. Mm. You know, things like that. Mm. Um, other than that, it's like any other business. You have your headaches, right? You have your headaches. Money doesn't come easy. You're going to have to work for it. But there is... A way that you know make this very lucrative and forever yeah. it doesn't have to be what most people advertise it as where you know come in make your money and leave this could be something that you could do forever you could build a brand you could grow into other sectors um it's a quicker turnaround rate when you start opposed to freight because in freight you have to go and get these manufacturers you can't get a lead and book a car right right they don't have that right so so a lot of my students noticed that they were evaluated do they do freight brokering or auto brokering they were able to turn around a profit and grow quicker and auto because of the lead system that's out there got and you. the customers kind of come to you got you and on average what would
0: you say can make as an auto auto broker if they're you know, crossing their T's, dotting their I's, and doing as, the right thing.
1: As an owner? Not a superstar. No.
0: As an as a, as a, as a owner. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. uh,
1: as an owner, you could make, I mean, you could easily make seven figures, right? Uh, a normal brokerage, when you start, you'll make a hundred, hundred fifty thousand $150,000 if you have, like, you know, two guys that are solid, that work for you in the beginning. And then you should be able to grow, you know, 10 to 15% from there um depending on how what what you know how you're going to scale up as an employee you're going to make anywhere between 30 and 50% of what you bring in so you bring in let's say you bring in 10 grand this month i mean this week you're going to make either three you know 30% 40% or 50% so either 3 grand 4 grand or 5 grand got you got you where do you see yellow brick in the next 3 to 5 years yellow brick in the next 3 to 5 years so i see us i see us working uh, i see us moving into the, um, into the education side a lot more, right? Building brokerage, helping building brokerages instead of building yellow brick and 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 getting more and more customers where I see us is helping other brands grow, helping other brokerages grow and becoming the, the vendor for, for the industry and the community. So whether it be, Needing leads, whether mentorship, you know, us coming in and, and, and training your guys, um, you know, setting your, your company up, whatever it is, you know, I see us, I see us really, you know, um, being the leaders in the industry because there's no presence and the guys that have been doing it, they, there's not too many people doing it long enough to have experienced all the issues that come. Right. Right. So I've been trying to get, it's funny because in trucking, I've been trying to get out for years, right? <laughs> I thought it was come in, make my money, leave. Yeah. But I'm learning as I keep going that this is that's, this is not the way to do it. Yeah. The way to do this is build your brand and it will sustain itself. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be here anymore. Dope. The company runs itself, you know? Dope. Um I like work. I like being here, you know? So it's different, but... I also like helping other people. So I'm moving. I'm, I'm helping build other companies. I'm helping, you know, students with what they need. And and hopefully, you know, it goes in the direction. We want to have an academy where we're not only showing you how to broker. We're going to show you dispatch. We're going to show you the carrier side. Uh, we want to bring in, you know, um, credit people. We want to bring in uh, insurance guys. Like, we want to kind of have that, those resources. One-stop
0: shop. Exactly. No doubt, no doubt. Exactly. Well, Lakash, man, this has been dope, man. Yeah. I appreciate all the value that you've added today. Um, before we go, of course, we got to have the final thought. Yes. Right? Yes. For the audience. And lastly, let everybody know where they can connect with you, right? Definitely. Learn more
1: about Yellow Big Transport and then yourself. So let's start with the final thought, man. Talk okay. To us. So, what I want to leave everybody with is I went from having nothing, right? I went from having zero dollars in my bank account and, and no structure on what I'm going to do with my life to having a very successful company that's still growing, right? So what I want to leave with people is, if I wasn't, if I didn't manifest my ideas and I didn't believe in myself, number one, when I had nothing and I didn't stay persistent and patient, none of this would happen. None of this, I was ready to walk away so many times and had I done that, I mean, I don't know where I would have been right now, right? And I think about that all the time because it's very big. I mean, you're sometimes people are right there And they back off when they could have just, their goal was right, the next month they would have hit their goal, right? right? right. So what I want to leave people with is, surround yourself with good people that are educated, that will show you what you want to learn. That's number one. Number two is, don't give up. Don't give up and believe in yourself and it will happen. It will happen. If it happens, if I could do it, anybody <laughs> can do it. You know? No doubt. No doubt. And where can uh, where can they connect with you? So you can find us uh, on IG, Yellowbrick Transport. It's uh we have yellowbricktransport.com. We have a lot of uh, content that's about to release, so you know your page is there's a, we're gonna be we're all over, so you yeah. should be able to it shouldn't be hard to find us, but uh yellowbricktransport.com or yellow brick uh, Instagram page. Definitely find us there. No doubt. So if you need a car moved or if you want to learn about how to
0: move cars for yourself, definitely highlight Akash. Yo, brother, it's been dope, man. Appreciate your time, your effort, and your energy. Hustle fam, you know what we do about this time. If you smell something burning, it's only your desire. Me and Akash, we out. Take care, y'all.